Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time. I am a whisper quiet Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery and we've got a special guest this week uh, because miracles do happen, everybody. It's only Rosemary Feo. Hello. Woo! Hi. Purely by chance, really. I, I couldn't have got it out of being <laughs> a guest on this podcast this week. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're sort of waiting for me to leave the house here in Edinburgh. No, I'm not. I'm uh, just hanging out. Are you? I was eating my granola and yogurt. Yeah, you did watch. You did watch. Well, let's be honest. You watched the first half of the movie. Look, I've watched the first half of the movie twice now and disappointed both times. Uh, I leave it exactly the same point, I think. Just after halfway. Yeah. Aren't you, aren't you curious to see how they resolve all of the conflict? No, absolutely not. Um, I would be happy to never, ever... I don't like th- leaving things unfinished, but I would happily leave this film unfinished, really. And why you have. And Tim, mm. uh, in reference to your whispering, what's going on with you, bud? It's the middle of the night, and it's the middle of the week. And there are many flatmates with actual real proper jobs. So I've got to keep this shit on the D. Because it, it makes for quite a creepy vibe. Yeah, yeah it man. Does. It's intensely creepy. It's creepy like, for think, me and I'm the one whispering for God's sake. I think more than anything it would be creepy for your flatmates. I'd rather walk out to see you talking at normal volume into your computer than to watch you just whispering. Yeah. Having a weird one-sided conversation about this movie. But, yeah. the, but the intention is that they don't wake up whatsoever. So hopefully it won't come to that. I know, but I'm just saying, in a hypothetical situation, if they did, it would be much more comfortable for them if you were talking at a normal volume. Well, that's the difference between you and I, Guy. I'm, I'm, I'm risk-averse. You're not risk-averse at all. That's not being a risk-averse. Is it? Someone's oh, on Skype. Someone just came on Skype. Mm. Well, look. So, uh, I'm awake, and I'm here, and I'm talking to you guys in Edinburgh, and I've just seen the film for the 25th time. And boy, did it rock my fucking world. Truly. Yeah, no, not truly. I, I was so depressed, bro. I was so sad, and I got really anxious. And then, and then I started thinking about how many more times we got to watch it. And I started getting real like, is disparent the word? Like despairing. I think that's the word. Despairing. I'm despairing yeah. 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 So um, you were, you had you were experiencing abject despair in the face of Adam Sandler's fucking stupid gob. You nailed it, um, Matafeo. Um, my question. Oh no, but but also. This is this is getting somewhere, guys. Because twenty five, uh, we nearly we're nearly halfway there. Like that is just uh, mind blowing. I really just it, it, it's, it I'm I'm really impressed now. At first, I thought you guys were just so. Uh, this is a fucking stupid idea, and it is a stupid idea. But the more it goes on, the more strangely proud I become of you two. Um, this is just, inspiring. It is inspiring. I'm, I'm here to inspire you guys because seriously, it's like. It wasn't even a thing to achieve, and you made it a thing to achieve. This never existed as a challenge to anyone. This never was a, a thing that anyone has done before or anyone wanted to do because no one should do it because it's stupid. But you guys have actually given it. You've you've deemed it with meaning. Mm, you've I... actually you've actually turned something horrible into something that is a is is just a beautiful thing. I don't know. That's that's very kind of you to say, Rose. Shit, uh, Rose, I'm real touched by that. Thank you. Because I I've I met, I've been talking to some people I don't know who you know because I've had to pass out on opportunities to do things because of watching the movie on, on on this trip I've been on, and and they've said if you hate it so much and if it makes you so sad, why do you keep doing it? And the the answer usually is because there's no one will remember the people who watched Grown Ups two twenty five times. And I've said this in previous podcasts, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I mean. 
we'll, we'll go down. Well, we won't even go down in the record books as failures because because we won't even make it to the record books. It's yeah, got to no, be fifty-two. There's no, there's no record book for this. That's the thing. We're forging a, a brand new yeah. path and it's, record book ourselves. Could you could you get into the world book, uh, Guinness Book of World Records? No, nah, because it hasn't been like verified. Although these podcasts should probably serve as some sort of, you know, evidence, physical they're evidence. Hard, they're, they're hard asses about that. I saw on the news the other day about this really stupid one where it was like the most amount of um of soldiers dipped into a soft boiled egg, mm-hmm. and um and they did it in New Zealand. And of um, course, oh, so stupid! It was so stupid. The, the eggs looked really concerning. It was concerning how undercooked they looked. Oh, that's um, not that's not good. I know, but they all had to do it at the same time. Uh, and it's just so stupid. So I think don't even was aim it, for the Was it verified? Records. It was verified. Like, the, it was a record. I, the irony, if we did get this verified as a world record, would be the person verifying it would have to actually be with us for every screening. So yeah. they would, mm. by they would of that, actually be part of the world yeah, record. Exactly. Which yeah. is kind of an interesting concept. You guys, one of you should have been ordained as a Guinness Book of World Records. Um, Fuck, you're right. I'm ordained as a, as a minister. Actually? Of the church. I did it online when I was like 14. Oh, God. That's so fantastic. in the Church of Life, I classic pr- things for you to do. I printed out. I got it laminated at home because I think I actually got the idea from friends because I think it means I can marry people. Yeah, you yeah. Can. That's and all also you can do. Witness documents. Oh no, you have to be justice of the peace to do that. I used to fly when I was like fifteen. I'd fly as Reverend Guy Montgomery. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I've still got that on my flybys card to this day because they used to let you put any title that you want, but then they changed the yeah. rules later on. But I'm still the reverend um, on that. My brother did that with his one card. He was Sir Digby Chicken Caesar, and it made us laugh every time. It's <laughs> a pretty funny name. You, you, it's from Mitchell and Webb. Seen that? Yeah, sketch? I haven't seen that sketch. Oh, it's so good. I was also Chanan Lebong on uh, on my one card. That's really good. I enjoyed that. Which is a quote from nice. one of the great friends episodes. Uh, so, Tim, you sounded really depressed when you were describing your viewing experience. Twenty-five times. Mm. Um, of the twenty-five, where do you think? One being the most depressed, 25 being the most enjoyable. Where do you think the screening fell for you with regards to how you felt throughout? Oh, what? On a scale of 1 to 10, how am I feeling? No, no 1 to 25. So if it's number 1, that's the worst viewing you've had so far. And oh, if it's I 25, see. that's the most enjoyable. Oh, okay. I'm probably top 5, probably probably 5 or 4. No, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Is everything, is everything all right at home? Are you, is, is, everything, is the attention in the flat you want to talk out with us? Uh, no. No, oh, that was a yes. That was. A, why did you? Yeah. Why did you? Why did you make that noise? Why did you pause like that? Nah. Nah. 
Nah, everything's groovy around here. I just feel like I'm going insane. I'm in the kitchen right now because the internet got cut off. And so I'm having <laughs> to do this on 3G, but the only place I can get 3G in the house is in the kitchen. That what has my life you, become, man? That, that would make you feel kind of insane. Is it dark? It's very dark. The only thing that's on is I've got one light, and it just happens to be a fluorescent light, so it's casting a really like horrible light over the kitchen, and I'm just looking at our stove. Do you guys feel that... Now, I've been thinking a lot about life and, and death, um, obviously, because that's what I do think about a lot. And um, obviously, going on a long plane journey, I had a long time to think about it. And do you feel like every second of your life is precious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't feel like that. No, wait, yeah, well, let it finish the like, thought. Do you, do you genuinely feel like this is... Like, when you are old, when you're on your deathbed, will you be like, why did I do that? No. Why didn't I... No. no. Okay, really? Absolutely I, not. I'd like to counter-argue first, Tim. Please. And then you, you can have you been asked in. this before? No, but I have okay. considered this. Um, there's, a, there's a sort of, I don't know if it's a proverb, but there's a saying, if you feast every day, then when will you feast? which is sort of like if, if 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 the only meal you eat is a delicious banquet then mm-hmm. the effect of eating a delicious banquet is removed because it's all you so know so this is a sobering this has a sobering so effect this on is, you. This a leveling is, this is leveling this exactly this is like um, David Brent in the office when he says if he quotes Dolly Parton he says if you want it if you want the rainbow you got to put up with the rain mm-hmm. and this is the rain do you know what is, philosopher said that Dolly Parton <laughs> People say she was just a pair of tits. <laughs> What's the other one? Where it's um, oh god, I I I remember I printed it out in an office once, like trying to recreate it. Um, what's the other one? That um, he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you want to be remembered? No, no, no. It's a thing. That, it's a lyric that he put puts up on his wall. Oh, Desiree. Uh, it's a Desiree. Desiree. Lyric. Desiree. Um, what is shit, it again? What is it? I'll Google it. I'll Google it. You in the meantime, it. Tim, would you like to say why you disagree? Why you don't think this is a waste of time? Well, that was a pretty good angle that you're coming from, but I was coming from a slightly different angle where I don't consider this. I mean, it's depressing, which makes a nice um, sort of yin to the yang of my normal, pretty happy life. But also, I think that I'll look back fondly at the end of this project with a lot of like sense of accomplishment and achievement because this is, um, whilst it is a ridiculous thing, and Rose has mentioned that. Um, it is a thing. It's a real thing. And it's a thing that it's going to take a lot of time. And maybe hard work's the wrong word, but Well, like, I, th- no, I think it is. Uh, so, so to me, to me it seems like... Um, no, I do, I do agree with you guys. I'm just thinking, you know, that maybe that would, would cross your mind uh, at some point. Because, because... But for me it seems like... Because I would just waste two hours every week um, doing... Just go, you know, just fucking around on the internet, right? Like and, and that's the same amount you guys are spending this year on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's almost... And I've been thinking... I've been looking into a, a lot of a meditation techniques at the moment. That's interesting. And, so um, have I. Yeah, well, because I'm, I'm looking to start meditating because mm. I feel uh, I feel terrible all the time. And I really think that this is could be your way of, me, of meditation every week because it's, this, it's the same context. Like, it's, you're watching the same thing you're like getting different meanings out of it every time and it's something very stable about that like meditation you're supposed to like sit there you're supposed to observe everything that comes in and just goes away it's kind of what you're doing you're just letting this movie wash over you and you're just experiencing whatever I, I, you, you know, know I do feel like there's a level of plausibility to that argument yeah 
because we're we're hitting the same you know it's like a it's like a constant and what is essentially a pretty unstable lifestyle mm-hmm. it's yeah. sort of it's one thing which is always there week after week that's what i was thinking actually but that's what i was thinking the other week just i was thinking of you guys actually and it, it, it's funny because in a year you guys are both young hip men and living <laughs> thank lifestyles you. Th- that thank you rose <laughs> We're living lifestyles that you know are ever constantly changing, and you're artists, and so all the context is changing all the time. But to have one thing that is the only stable thing in yeah. your lives is this, and, and things are constantly changing in your lives. But this year, this is the one thing. I, that's why I love it. I've said that to Tim as well. That it will be an interesting it. to listen back and hear about where we were respectively in our absolutely in our lives. And I remember very remember really early in the podcast, Tim. Yeah, I I posited that this was all a ploy uh, to to strengthen our friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you not? Um, would you not say that, that? Well, that is probably you, what's happened? Do you know something, man? I got um. So we've we've had a little bit of action the last week in terms of people getting interested. A, a student from the Auckland University of Technology uh, wanted to interview me for a a unit um, about the podcast, and she said, "What has the effect of the podcast been?" And I, I listed our, our friendship as being a, a good <laughs> effect of it. So that was just uh, one day ago that I was having that discussion. So, oh, that's. Hit the nail on the head there, And we got this write-up from some guy. Yeah, I've just got it in front of me now. Yeah, do you want to... Can you sort of venture into that? Because it's really weird when people find things that we're doing which we don't know we're doing. Yeah. Well, what the guy did is he referenced this thing called Superplay, which apparently is a phenomenon in video games, particularly really old and basic ones like Mario and Sonic and stuff. Should we give him a name as well so that we can credit him for his effort? Yeah, definitely should. It's quite an interesting name. Trying to figure out this desert quote. The blog is Media Glutton. Gertrude Perkins, maybe? Yeah, Gertrude. That's the one. Um, So he's describing the super play phenomenon where you play the game so much that you kind of get into every single facet of it. You do a speed run where you try and complete the game as fast as possible and you play it so many different times that you basically discover everything there is to discover about the game. And this guy's suggesting that we are applying that philosophy to this film. And I'll just read a little piece, which is near the end of the blog. Uh, Tim and Guy are experiencing grown-ups too in a way that nobody involved in its production could have anticipated or likely wanted. The project is so unreasonable, so intense, that every aspect of the film has to be scrutinised, from the casting to the financing to even the folio. In their own way, they have demonstrated unparalleled mastery of grown-ups too, and from the sound of it, with every week bringing a new stage of despair, elation or exhaustion, this mastery is hard won. I, I thought he sort of he uh, hits hits a lot of the nail on the head there. Yeah, I think particularly by bringing up the point that no one involved in the making of this film ever probably considered that someone would see it as many times as us. No. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. That is like this is actually. this is Even a the director throw- hasn't seen it. It's a disposable times. movie. This is a throwaway movie. You're supposed to pay your ticket and see it and never experience yeah. it again. But that's that's the that's the now the beautiful thing bringing it back to you know putting meaning into something that's meaningless yeah yeah i feel that it you create your own meaning for things and i think it's great like what if i really hope someone i really hope the director finds out that you've been doing this dennis dugan our boy dennis we've we've talked vaguely in passing about how great it would be to get adam sandler on the 52nd podcast but i just don't know if he'd be on board with the whole project (laughs) we should start we should does he have twitter I don't think I, he does do Twitter. He's got to yeah. be on Twitter, surely. Nah, probably not. Another more on Twitter. Um, also, something to discuss. Um, we that where you said you wanted to discuss Guy, 
which was in something I noticed that in the in the studio ring of half of the movie. Is that there is a shot? It's on. It's where it's it's when they're all at the party with all the college kids or whatever on the cliff and stuff. Kevin James has this horrible towel over his neck and he's <laughs> a massive. Um, and they're all just stare. They're all just looking at like the tail of Outmer and whatever and those guys and stuff. And then you just kind of go. It's David Spade, Adam Sandler, and Chris Rock in a row, right? And I, I um, I love. Saturday Night Live and I loved Saturday Night Live from you know the 90s where it was their heyday they ha- I have the Bad Boys of SNL DVD it's a great one but they were genuinely like they were the Andy Sandbergs. they were like the cutting edge yeah like oh, you know they, they yeah. were yeah and they were the and they were funny at the time and stuff And but they were the equivalent of you know the people that you love on Saturday Night Live now who go off to do movies and stuff and just just that shot was just so, they all had a cold, dead look in their eyes. It was just so depressing. Well, like it just just makes me so aware of the passing of time so fast. They're going to be dead soon. It's like a they're shot of dead the, in twenty years. The day the comedy died, in a way. Yeah, well, and just and oh, yeah. I was thinking about that a lot watching it today because being here in Edinburgh mm-hmm. and there's so much going on and there's so much creativity and like some of the funniest shows I've seen in the last couple of days in my life. I've I've watched and I'm like, this is what. Chris Rock was this is what Adam said like these were guys who were on the hustle to let it be understood how funny they are and then you reach that level of success where you're still like public interest and your desire to be critically acclaimed is still sort of at it's at sorry what is it the equilibrium like it still meets perfectly right right and then eventually it gets to a point where you just go fuck it I've proved myself yeah like when do you get a a, 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 when as a creative like surely they are creatives they're comedians and they create you know humor or whatever well hold on let me just stop you there let's use correct tense we the only assumption we have is that they were they were creatives well yes okay sorry they were creatives chris rock's on a new tour exactly well yeah that's true but at what point i know i mean i know some other factors come into it like money and all that but at what point do you hit a point where you are successful and stuff but you're so successful that it makes you stop wanting to like Something with the thing within you that wants to create and yeah, yeah. create new things and be productive as a creative human being in your field in your particular set of skills, it just disappears. It's just it's just it's, it seems to have gone. It seems so. Instead of instead of just you also disappearing from the public eye with it, mm. you continue to have the same output. Just oh, yeah. with no investment in the product. Absolutely. It, it, it's 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 I guess it's not even like the loss of integrity of what you're your art is but it's the complete loss of like the will to do what you think you're here on earth to do it's like what are they doing are they just making money to just yeah. live in their fucking we- I, I mean I drove past David Spade's house when I was in LA on a start was it nice it was okay you sent me but a photo like, it was cute it was great yeah it was with this guy but but it's kind of like what are you doing you're just doing these fucking awful movies to just finance this lifestyle that you'll just live until you die well, and have no you, kids and have do, no legacy do you, do you think that they're um like, what about Joe Dirt, man? Do you that think, was good. Do you think Joe that they're Dirt's funny so good. in conversation? Do you think if you, like, sort of went to a barbecue with those guys and they're all mm. goofing off, no cameras, they're just a couple of, couple of lads hanging out? I, mean, are I they... guess they may enjoy... I mean, I guess they may enjoy life in a different way. I reckon they're... They used to live to work and now they're just working to live as well. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate, um, but I really uh, respect you what, what you've just laid down. Um, it's gone. So, with a film like Grown Ups 2... 
there were three writers involved, one of whom was Adam Sandler. Now, they, they already had a template for Grown Ups 1, which neither Guy or I has seen, but apparently is quite a bit better than this one. So what we've got is a project that would be so easy to write between three people, you could probably shit it out in a number of a couple of months, three months, say, and on a pretty relaxed schedule. Production time for this, minimal, fucking minimal. I estimate that this thing was shot within, what, three months, all up? But... So it's on, a sorry. massive, so it's a massive paycheck. I think in terms of profit, it was somewhere in the region of 150 million dollars. That's a big old paycheck for not a lot of time or a lot of effort. And maybe we're, you know, painting all the people involved with this film, or the stars at least, with the brush of grown-ups too. Whereas in fact, this is simply a paycheck so that they can go on and do the other creative things, like Chris it, Rock doing another tour. Well, it, it is absolutely a, a, a paycheck because Rose was saying. Mm. We we're talking about Braden Higgins. He had to, when he had to do the line, "No go, stay." Yes. And then Rose said, "Do you think actors are what? What was the question?" Well, just like, uh, well, actually, it wasn't really a question. It was actors are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> actors, well, actors are stupid. Like, but just like yeah, it, it's funny how um, it's just because that that particular line, he committed to it so much. Yeah. And sometimes I find acting really funny. I don't think I could ever properly do it because I feel like. Uh, you know, you have to have a lack of self-awareness to be an actor, and that's usually what makes them boorish to talk to, like, you know, like, real, like, legit actors and shit. Wow, but, good insight. Well, but, yeah, yeah, but it's just, it's just, um, how how do you not see, like, bad writing and just not, no one says anything? Or, or it's, it must be so hard, you must either be killing you inside, or you just must not care to have to deliver such terrible lines. And you, you said it was just because it's their job, it's their money, they're getting no, paid a lot for I, it. Well, I think with the case of Braden Higgins, he's a young man who, he's in the Hunger Games and stuff. Like, he's at a point in his career where if someone goes, do you want to be in a multi, like, tens of millions, hundreds of millions dollar comedy picture with Adam Sandler at the helm, you trust him. You, you trust that legacy and no, the SNL history you, you were talking do, about. You do not. No. I'm not saying you should. Young, I'm, no, I'm saying that you don't. I'm saying he doesn't give a fuck about Adam Sandler's legacy. Because it's so tarnished from the last how many years. Don't mess with Zohar and fucking... He's just like... What about the one who plays his own sister? Jack and Jill. That's bad. That's my boy. Actually a funny movie. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to give it a chance. Someone but, um, was just telling me today that it's a terrible film. Well... Is that the one with Sandberg? Uh, yeah. Right. What? It's Like, it's it's at least hits its... It's not like Grown Ups 2, which tre- treads this weird line between... Being for kids and grown-ups. Like, it's properly crass. Yeah, here's another interesting point, though. And I was talking to it about, about it at work. We're talking about The Nutty Professor and Big Mama's House and stuff. And how those, there was a period of time where everyone was just okay with those films. Everyone was okay with body swap films. Everyone was okay with, like, body transformation. Like, people wearing a lot of prosthetics, being a fat person, doing fat jokes and stuff. Sure, freaky We were Friday. all okay with it, and we see, and we still look back on it. And mate, I love it. I love Big Mama's House. But if you watch the trailer now, it's like, what the fuck is this movie? Um, <laughs> but that was, but, but there was, it was a certain. Pa- yeah. I really, truly, and maybe it's because people have outgrown the genre, which usually doesn't happen because genre is somewhat timeless. Yeah, sure. But, but maybe Adam Sandler and Co. operate in a faction of comedy films that just have truly no like there's place no anymore. place for them anymore. no but they know what they're doing they're, do, they, do, they're, do they though they're creating like... to a formula do you think Adam Sandler gives a fuck that we're doing this conversation right now mm, he's just sitting yeah. in a house with his wife and kids 
watching he's like listen to this song it's called about piece of shit car I used to be hilarious and it's because he's going you are hilarious dad yeah what about yeah it's kind of funny like to compare Adam Sandler to someone like Steve Martin who is still a person who did shit movies and stuff and you know has, has, has been working for, ever since but, he was young but but he still has um, a need for creative output well, in other ways he didn't he yeah. didn't how he didn't single-handedly helm like a ceaseless torrent of shit movies like he that's true he, that's they true. weren't from his production house he was sort of gambling on certain projects and hoping yeah, someone would get him somewhere and although I reckon just, Cheaper by the Dozen's fucking dope I really dig that movie I actually haven't seen franchise. it but I love Bonnie Hunt I love Bonnie it Hunt it would come out looking very good after this this movie um, or, but yeah this is a good point as well though um, have you ever discussed the fact that this is a fucking sequel as well what do you mean discussed it in what regard well, we've discussed a lot well, of things over the last 24 episodes to be fair when I first saw Grown Ups the trailer for Grown Ups I was like oh I'd, I'd see that kind of as a joke go along to the cinema to watch that um, and so I really reckon once you've finished this 52 weeks you would watch Grown Ups and you'd be like holy shit you know this is actually a terrible movie but sequels just have a, a, an incredible way of of, of being insanely uh, bad. Yes. And obviously at the how Is it different people? Is my question. It, it, no, it is no, slightly different. The same people. The reason, really? Rob, Rob Schneider's different. Rob oh, no, no, but as in, as in even production. Like, is it same? Oh, no, it's all, it's all the same. Director? Same writer, same, same director. Really? And just just yeah. real but briefly, just weird. a quick sidestep. Um, uh, speaking of Rob Schneider, apparently Nick is his the character Nick in the film is the brother yeah. of Rob Schneider's character yeah. that is referenced precisely zero times in the movie I only think, found I out about like... that from the internet hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There was a post-production decision. They were like, well, maybe if we make him his brother, it will make more sense. We don't need to reference it. We'll just know and say so in interviews. It's insane. And also, it's also insane just quickly, move. in reference to you talking about the sequel, Rose, mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty much the reason we chose Grown Ups 2, was because mm. what could possibly be worse than Grown Ups? Yeah. Put a two on there. Yeah. Totally. All right, Tim, we're running out of time. Uh, your shining light, please. 
Uh, the Lamonsoffs house is at number 116, which um, was a flat that I stayed in in Newtown, Wellington, 116 Daniel Street, and uh, I, I dug that flat. Made it nostalgia. Made yeah. you nostalgic. Yeah. That was a terrible sentence. Um, mine was when David Spade's at the train stop about to pick up his son. Mm. There are these. So there's a shot of him, like there's shots from both sides of him. There's one from the angle that the train's coming in. There's this couple hanging out behind him who are like look like they're going to get on the train. Yep, as yep, the train yep. pulls in, it becomes obvious that the last carriage is going to land on them and there's no door in. And they're just standing there looking at this train without any way of getting in and then the shot changes so you can't see them again and it goes back and they've just disappeared. Like It's like they just gave up on getting on the train because there wasn't a door immediately in front of them. That's so great. And, and that are was, these good things? Yeah, this, this is what we like from the movie oh. this week. So, Rose, Rose the, I'll just explain what The Shining Light is. So we got really concerned that if we just continually, episode after episode for the entirety of the episode, talk about how shit the movie is, we go insane prematurely. So we just like to pick one thing that we enjoyed in the movie from our most recent watch. Right. So, I think um, one, of my, one of my long-lasting favourites from the two times I've seen for the first half of this film is well, I would, what I notice is that when John Lovitz comes in to the class mm-hmm. with his jet, he, obviously he's a janitor and stuff. But I didn't see in the first one that he fully brings his mop and yeah. you know thing halfway into the room, like right next to the girls. Oh yeah, so there's no way that they couldn't have seen him, and also the mirrors in front of them. There's no way they couldn't have seen him come in with that mop and then come through. Like how but fucking stupid must this woman in be? the world of this movie are this uh, weird subspecies? I know, and, and but but I mean, I, I, to turn it into a shining light, my favorite line. One of my favourite lines is uh, when he's exiting and says to the gym instructor, say it's true even if it isn't. <laughs> I've talked about that line. It is so It's a great good. line. Yeah. It's a really good line. You've talked about it ad nauseum. Um, well, oh, well, yeah, guys. No, you did. You picked the No, you picked Rose. a great one. And thank you so much for joining us. Hey, yeah. thanks for having me. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I talked about some deep shit. I've been going through some. I like. I loved it. Rose, can that, I you know. can I just say quickly before you go that it's it's been a fucking delight hearing you and Monty um, wax lyrical about some of the stuff and pick up the lion's share while I attempt to not wake up my flatmates. And oh, uh, good. I've been highly entertained by listening to you too. So I, I think this one's a goodie. So thank you. Hey. Look, we're doing this in my room and Guy won't leave my room and I'm trying to eat my couscous. Yeah, gotcha. Rose has been eating couscous the whole time. Anyway, uh, I like the to, food's so I'm nice like to... they named it twice. Hey, a Seth Rogen quote. Well, that's... that's I, I've got to, I was about to start... Yeah, we can't talk about it now. We're running out of time. <laughs> um, what I will leave you with is for some reason I've got a small biography of Simon Barnett up on my screen right now at NewZealandOnScreen.com. Simon Barnett, Simon. for those of you who don't know, uh, he won the the Best Presenter Award in the 1993 New Zealand Television Awards. Um, and we'll just leave with a quote from him, apropos of nothing. Okay. Being a radio broadcaster is a great job for me because I love people. Everyone's got a story to tell, and I really enjoy hearing their stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.